youth. The one thing money can't buy. But it doesn't matter. Because if we're successful, Cobra Kai will go on forever. And what if your enemies manage to cross the stream? I'm not gonna let that happen. Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, and joining me on the other side of the mic, you better not uh, argue with him about light bulbs, because he'll come at you. His watch party. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm very good. Happy to be here. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, i um, been uh, looking forward to this. Obviously, uh, you know, we say it every time life gets in the way, but... Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been waiting for this uh, episode. This this sets up a lot of things. There's callbacks to some previous um, stuff as well. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, just some 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 house cleaning before we get into this uh, episode proper. Um, I just wanted to uh, send a congratulations congratulations to the um, the entire uh, Cobra Kai team, those uh, in, involved in front of uh, the camera and behind the writing staff, all of that. Uh, they won. The um, uh, what what is it? Best best action series, limited series, or made for TV movie. Um, this is the third annual Critics Choice Super Awards. So mm-hmm. we had uh, mentioned this previously, and it might have been uh, the, the last episode we did actually. And um, so yeah, yeah, well deserved, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now along along with this, uh, the the Critics Choice Super Awards, they released a an acceptance speech. Uh, I don't think a lot of people actually saw, but it, it's on YouTube. Uh, it was shared by some of the official accounts and some of the other content creators. But um, aside from like uh, John Hurwitz holding a Johnny Lawrence action figure, did you? Is there anything yes. that you took uh, took took from that at all? Well, just the first off, because at first I thought, like, is that the actual award or is that they just grabbed something so they can act like they're holding an award? Is it the latter, Which, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think uh, they need, they wanted a prop, you know, and that was it would have been funny if like they actually had Billy there and they were like pretending they were holding Billy like a <laughs> but uh, that would be funny. That'd be yeah. funny. Or or maybe the uh, they, they you know, pass it along, you know, as one speaks, you know, starts off with Josh mm-hmm. Heald. You know, he says a few words, pass it on to John Hurwitz, as if it was a microphone. So I thought right, that was pretty right. funny. Yeah. Um. The you know the, it was scripted. You can tell that they were reading something. But one uh, one of the things I um made an observation on was uh, Hayden at the end there. It it didn't appear that that was like an impromptu like addition, you know, to to what he had to say. But basically, and I'm paraphrasing. You watched it more recently than I did. Um. <laughs> He says something that, you know, they're currently working on their final season and they expect another one of these uh, next year. Yeah, that- I think he, yeah, that's like standard, like okay. fair, like, like we're going to win. Um, in fact, the way I see it is that they may not even be eligible next year um, mm. because, because if it, 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 I don't know, like the, the schedule, but presume, let's just assume it was what comes out in, in during the calendar year. Um 
and then or so they have to come out this year to be eligible for the next year's right award. right but, but they still could for their last season it would just be the following year the following year yeah probably i just i guess depending what their uh, would it be fiscal year or or you know if if the you know if there's certain cutoffs that isn't necessarily like you know jan 1 and december 31st or whatever so something yeah, to keep the, an eye out the awards year i guess we call that <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I just I, I just thought it was funny because it, it was almost kind of like, yeah, let me get this last bit in here real quick. Uh, yeah, or you know, I I thought it was just um, you know, you you, you say that it may, maybe it's just kind of like standard or or whatnot, but I was just like, oh, you know, they're they're really excited and confident about this final season. That yeah, of course we're gonna win this next one. You know, exactly. It, you know, and yeah. and that's that's kind of, kind of what we expect from them. I think. Um, well, I would hope you know, so, but yeah, for, yeah, for, for yeah for him to come come after the you know the the future competitors I, I i like that a lot um let's see another thing uh worth noting here for those that are fans of uh the character of anoush or the actor dana did himself uh he at the time of this recording well actually by the time you hear this his book will be out he has a book called undercooked uh how i let food become my life navigator and how maybe that's a dumb way to live so um that will be available in most places i feel uh just on the website here at uh penguinrandomhouse.com it's listing like amazon barnes and nobles books a million kind of like where you would normally get books but um what i pre-ordered was the uh the audible version and that is narrated by uh, dana dude himself as well kind of like ralph macchio's memoirs mm -hmm. so um so that's gonna be there i i'm definitely gonna check it out uh as, as as soon as i can once it drops an audible um i i don't believe on the site says how long it is but on the audible website it, it shows you how long the the runtime for for that is um so yeah i'm looking forward to it especially if you if you guys are like foodies or whatnot i mean this is food related so mm -hmm. just a couple of things to throw out there if you guys want to support those involved with the show um the last time we also recorded watch party we uh, discussed a little bit about peyton lists uh school spirits um mm -hmm. at this point you actually have watched more episodes than me uh what can you maybe not summarize but what would you say about those first four episodes uh in your opinion well, I watched the first three. I haven't watched three. Uh, the fourth. My apologies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the the first three dropped. Um, That's right. So I think it's a, a good way to classify it. It doesn't feel like um, it is like a like a teen drama like WB, but it's not. It's not on WB, but like whatever that that kind of genre. I do think it's it's leaning more towards that, but with like a a horror dash mystery bent to it or angle. Um, you know, in fact, I saw people comparing it a little bit to Wednesday, where like Wednesday's mm. got this mystery where she's like trying to solve these murders, except in this case, it's her own because <laughs> the, the opening scene, she wakes up and she's dead. It's like a it's a, almost a memorial for her. They, they the, the, the people who are alive don't don't um, quite know she's dead. She's just missing at that point. So like, but she is dead. Um so like and there's a mystery and she she for whatever reason doesn't remember how it happened. So that's that's sort of like the mystery to it. Um and then definitely, you know, it's high school, so and and apparently it looks like there's gonna be a romance, even though she's dead. So um that's so when I say like teen drama WB, like I think that's sort of the the angle 
the show has. Did did you like the episodes two and three? Um, I think I I think I liked the the first one the most. Uh, just because it set up a lot of potential. Um, two was kind of slow. I think episode three um, had some really good moments, like like two thirds of the way in or something. There was some stuff that was like really good, um, and then it like shifted gears to this like this teen romance thing that like didn't make sense because she's dead but i didn't want to we, we don't need to go into that but like um so like i think i think yeah two was the slowest um three had some really good moments um until it like for me until it shifted to the teen romance and stuff but okay. um it, you know for, for something like that i would usually say well you know the heart likes what it's heart uh the heart likes what it what it likes but if her heart isn't beating so where's the room <laughs> where's the from? yeah 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 um, okay all right well, you know, um, I, I, I think after having made that announcement, I was going to cover it. I think I got, I was really excited that I was approved for um, yet another, you know, screeners for another, uh, another series. That I got a little ambitious, and when it came down to literally the wire, I had notes for my episode one's solo review and all of that. I was like, well, wait a minute, I am going to release it on the feed, but I, I didn't want to use the Cobra Kai companion. Um, uh, podcast image you know the the cover art for that mm-hmm. and so you know i can always doodle up one myself that's no problem but then i was like well what the hell is that theme song and so i tried youtubing even googling the lyrics i could not find the title of the the theme song and so i wanted to use that and so I was, at that point i was like oh man i did i started having all these other ideas oh maybe i should just do two episodes at a time and as mm-hmm. time went past and then i start, started seeing some of the things that you wrote I was like, oh man, this I, I I just I didn't want it to feel like a homework, like a homework, you know. Mm, yeah. And um, you know, shout out to uh, Sarah Ashton. I'm gonna bring her up here. Uh, she was tweeting about it on Twitter, and I reached out and just asked her if, if that's something that she might be interested in in covering the show and writing episodic reviews for the website, which she um, agreed to. So if that's something you guys might be interested in, if you guys are um, kind of following that series and would like to read up on something, she just um, did a little write-up, which is on the site now, CobraKaiCompanion.com. Uh, where she kind of just briefly recaps the first four episodes. Not a, a, a lot of details, but just kind of explains what's going on right now so far and some of the key characters at this point. So I, I was kind of reading through it, and there, there was a few points where I had questions myself. Um, I do want to watch the show because I feel the first episode did a really good job at uh, you know introducing the characters, establish, establishing some rules, and at the very least right, was going does, by yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I, I did like um the, the setup and um I, I, I will definitely continue to watch it. Uh we'll just see if if I get a chance to finish it. Cause there's so many other things I I want to watch just just for my personal reasons. You know, like Quantum Leap, I've mentioned before. Quantum I, Leap, yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. behind on that. I was just talking to Mike P earlier today. And I told him where I was at. He's like, "You're only at that episode." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> well, I haven't had the time, and I I would feel bad if if like I'm up to date on Quantum Leap and I haven't even finished my season five episode reviews with you, you know. Yeah. So, but here we are with episode nine. Uh, we got mm-hmm. one more after this. Episode ten will be done, and 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 then we'll have some more fun episodes like top five fill in the blank. Um, any other housekeeping you could think of in terms of uh, in relation to Cobra Kai or people involved with it? Um, that might be it. Did did we? I I when is it now? Had where I think you know Ralph kind of 
confirmed they're going to shoot in May. Right. Um, did we have that up on the last episode? I can't remember the timeline mm, now. I don't believe so, but yeah. uh, why don't you go ahead and, and fill the listeners in? Um, you know, like I think it, they were at a con there and um, the, obviously they're asking about the next season or something. And I think uh, it was Ralph, right, who, who basically said, uh, you know, I think the schedule is looking. They'll probably start shooting in May. Um, we had some sort of soft confirmations. Um, like I had someone from the show in one of my live streams kind of uh, talking about that, hinting at that. Uh, so basically, yeah, that uh, probably May is um, – when those when they all head back to Atlanta, I guess it's Atlanta then uh, for shooting. Okay, so there there we go. Yeah, th- this was just recently. Uh, I forget the actual event, but it was in Atlanta that that that, that this came up. Um, and it, it's not that just because they were at that con in Atlanta that they're currently there and getting ready to film. Because I believe just earlier today, Ralph uh, had tweeted out that he uh, he was back in New York and was going to see Julia in something. Right, his daughter. Um, I didn't baby. see that. Courtney's in a play, actually. Courtney is in a play. Uh, some of the cast members went to go see her. UG was the first one, I believe, and then followed uh, Ralph, Mary Mauser, Tanner Buchanan. That might have been it. The, the three of them went to go see okay. uh, Courtney together. I feel uh, at least pictured, you know, and that that's that's what I've seen so far. So yeah, uh, cat on a hot tin roof. Is that is that the right title? That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a, a few companions going to go see it. Um, friend of the show, Anne, who's been on here to help recap, like the the visit to um, Seattle for Ralph's uh, Ralph Macho's uh, memoirs. Um, she went to go see it. Uh, Mike P uh, is, I believe, he's also going to go see it. Um, also, shout out to Kiara, a uh, longtime supporter and moderator of the Companions Facebook group, who found you know this podcast because she was watching Cobra Kai on YouTube and there was nobody else that she knew that watched it but a bunch of Americans and she befriended all of us learned to speak English is now she, and now she's coming to the US for the very first time very soon here and she's going to be meeting up with Mike P in New York so uh, really exciting things um, going on with the the, the companions, um, a couple of our mods uh, recently met up in Chicago. So shout outs to Jenna and Pialani. So mm-hmm. everyone's meeting one another out there in the real world. So, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm gonna have my moment later this summer. So we'll we'll uh, talk about that then. So if nothing else, that's probably it. I think uh, yeah, I, I think that might be it. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like series. I know um Sholo was at the WB lot recently but um everyone's obviously saying that's probably blue beetle related dc so um, all right so here we are uh to recap episode 509 uh titled survivors and this one was written by a previous guest michael jonathan smith so check out that interview if you want to hear some nuggets from all of season five and also the director is uh steven suchita I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I know there's a TS there at the, at the beginning, so I, I don't know if it's a Tissa or or like T is silent, so my apologies. Um, and as always provided by Amy, she gave us the, uh, the synopsis for this. Uh, she writes, picking up right where we left off last episode, Tori and Sam are doing a great Johnny and Daniel impression using their fist and feet instead of just calmly having a conversation. Tori storms <laughs> out and the party immediately loses interest in any of this. Meanwhile, 
the real Johnny and Daniel have finally learned from their communication errors. After unexpectedly encountering Terry Silver, Johnny goes straight to LaRusso Auto and fills the team and Louie in on it. They briefly consider what this means before deciding that a more fun way to spend the night would be taking Johnny and Carmen out to celebrate the new baby. Everybody but Anoush, who has a date and a healthy skepticism towards Johnny Lawrence, is on board with this and Louie goes into party planning mode. Their night is all fun and laughter and white claw and dancing with a side of unexpected confessions of love, drunken singing, and a hijacked limo. Also, Anoush is apparently dating cousin Vanessa and everyone but Louie think that's hilarious. Uh, the kids learn... Everything they need to know about the lengths Terry will go to via a long D&D metaphor from Stingray where he confesses that it wasn't Crease uh, that put him in the hospital and that he's terrified and ashamed. After their fact-finding mission is complete, Miguel convinces Sam to put herself in the shoes of a Cobra Kai and put aside the Tory hate. She pays her a visit at her apartment and where she, um, her apartment where she finds uh, her attending to the injuries she suffered from her evening of punishment, aka false imprisonment, imprisonment and literal child abuse at Cobra Kai, they forge a tentative partnership to rescue the valley and the world from this karate nightmare they found themselves a part of. So thank you, Amy. Nailed every bit of one of those um, points there. Mm -hmm. um, watch Party, uh, thoughts of this episode? Um, one thing about like season five, uh, I think overall, like... Um, I, I think, I mean, a lot of people really like it. I really like it. Some people have diff different opinions, but I think like most everyone agrees, like it ends so strong. Um, like the, the last two episodes together are just like maybe the strongest out of the series so far, um, which is tough, which is tough. I mean, I don't know about episode nine specifically if it's like the best episode nine, but like season five ends so strong and it's definitely starting in this episode though. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of all of the the writers, and um, with with this particular episode, you know, there's so many great uh, endings to to a lot of these episodes, a lot of a lot of great cliffhangers. I would have to go back and kind of rewatch all fifty at this point, but I feel. Like this one gives me the most anxiety, <laughs> you know, just with everything that's going on. And, you know, you're like, oh, my God, these three, they're jamming together, having a good ass time, mm -hmm. singing the Eye of the Tiger. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see Reggie pull up, you know, I'm clearly jumping to the damn beginning of the, the episode or the, yeah. the ending of the episode. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just like, oh, my God, what the hell is happening? And it just goes mm -hmm. on and lingers. And you're just like wanting to rip your hair out. Like, let's just start episode 10 right away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a lot of fun to be had. So, mm -hmm. yeah, let's uh, go ahead and kick off here. Uh, we, uh, like, like Amy says, we pick up from uh, when Sam left the party. Uh, Miguel finds Eli, who's playing beer pong, and asks uh, if he's seen Sam. Um, this is also when somebody calls out that there's a fight, and we see Sam and Tori. And I thought this was kind of interesting that we start off with the new POV uh, when the last one, we, uh, it ended with Sam's. Right, yeah, Tori coming to Sam, yeah. Mm -hmm. and um, well, I think yeah. like, I think like it, it, at least in regards to that, I think like it's a way to get back into the episode, um, just rather than literally starting with the fight. So like, it's just a way. And then also then you can get like the crowd coming, you know, fight, fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sets it up. And I just love like, um, the, the, you know, the, the kind of the, the, 
not so much the framing, but kind of like the the angles that they're that that um these the scenes are being filmed because we're not we haven't really seen the courtyard from these angles before and especially at nighttime um at, at least this much of it at nighttime and it feels a little bit bigger you know and that's what i really mm -hmm. liked about like season four as well when we kind of explored actually no my bad it was season five it was uh, it was 505 where we got to explore a little bit more you know on the second level and and oh right. oh my gosh a, a, another tenant mm -hmm. <laughs> who sticks his yeah. head out of the door kind of thing yeah so I, I i like this and this that's what i like about having like guest directors you know mm -hmm. that that will give us a, like a, a a different perspective or a different angle of scenes our mm -hmm. locales that we have seen for so many seasons at this point. So, uh, so I, I like the way it, it looks, you know, kind of brand new. Um, but Tori's Secrets are coming out. Uh, she talks about, you know, working with Crease and um, the ref being paid off. Uh, Sam blames everything uh, that her family went through uh, on, on, on Tori. And this is where Tori says, you know, screw you, Lou Russo, after being called a coward. Um, you know, she, she was trying to say something like, uh, you know, you don't know what it's like to be like a Cobra Kai and stuff like that. And um, and said that she knew that it was a mistake. What do you think she meant by like she knew it was a mistake? Do you think she was it, it was like eternally like she was kind of like, um, you know, her conscience is like, you know, you you should come out with this. But but what if they don't receive it? Well, do you think it was like internal monologue or you think somebody told her to go go talk to Sam or like the other other students? Um, No, I don't think anyone told her. I think she just had doubts about mm. telling Sam. Um, mm -hmm. Of course. You know. A biggest rival. Right, exactly. So I think I think that was like her her whole um approach to it because you know she she uh couldn't trust Crease anymore or at least you know felt like that that door was closed and so now she didn't know what to do. So and so she's ultimately trying to decide what to do. And so she it was like, should I go and just tell Sam or not? And then maybe she decided to just tell Sam. Maybe she thought, like, this is also a way then to um, shut down Terry Silver, too. But obviously, you know, rather than, like, Sam being uh, receptive to it or obviously attacked her instead, so... Right, so, yeah. which she knew was a very um, real possibility as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when we go to the hospital and Johnny and Carmen are getting an ultrasound, down, uh, ultrasound done of the baby and Johnny saw the baby kick. Uh, there's a Dr. Howard that <laughs> says it's too early to see them kick or know it's gender right now. Um, Johnny admits he's never gone to any of uh, Shannon's appointments when she was pregnant with Robbie. Mm -hmm. And I really like this for Johnny because again, um, growth and maturation you know words that i described seasons four and five of, of cobra kai that johnny says you know what is, says that he or she is perfect you know so mm -hmm. so he doesn't even care but we all know that it's going to be like a girl named laura right so, something <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. or danielle I'm or, holding on to danielle i, I just yeah. think it'd just be you know the, the biggest troll on johnny's part you know um, it'll, it'll end with that. Like, yeah, yeah, we thought about calling her Danielle. And and again, uh, Robbie and Miguel are fighting for that last piece of wedding cake. Right, right. You know, um, anything, I do uh, believe Johnny. Yeah. I, I think the baby did kick. I think he's right. It is a kicker. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I like, um, I was trying to insert a joke about like a, like a skeleton baby, you know, just 
Cobra Kai skeleton costume because we see, you know, the, the, oh, the, it's the this baby's first skeleton costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, something <laughs> like that. I was trying to come up with something. But um, uh, anything else that you um, you picked up on this before we move on to what happens immediately after this? Um, yeah, really, it's just what we already said. I mean, the okay. fact that he he constantly talks about how he's having a boy, it's just like it's it just feels like the biggest setup for him to have a daughter. So, right, right. I, I think I think I, yeah. if we, we pulled like the fandom, I feel the majority was probably voting girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after this, they hop into an elevator from the maternity ward, probably on the fourth or fifth level, because uh, while they are deciding the, the the hyphenated last name Lawrence Diaz Diaz Lawrence the elevator stops on the third floor and it's none other than Terry Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder what uh, well, what's on that floor on that third floor. Well, they make it a point not to let us know, right? <laughs> right. And uh, Vanessa Rubio, who plays Carmen, she kind of implied that I mean she might have. I'll just leave it at that. She she implied that she knew what what ward or level. Is on, or what's on that that third level? Mm-hmm. Didn't reveal it, but she mentions it, that uh, in in my uh, interview with her. Um, now this is really interesting because Thomasine Griffith plays this scene so well that you can read it in so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. The the whole pausing, Mister Lawrence. Obviously, he didn't expect him to see him there, and. Do you, you're obviously, I don't want to say obviously, you're leaning on the side that he was there for himself, right? Not to ooh, just pop up out of nowhere just to see them too. Um, yeah, I do think like there's a, um, you know, some reason he's there, you know, professional services or whatever professional building, um, yeah, so I think he like like and and it just works in for the the omnipresent Terry Silver we have this season, you know, where he's always showing up. Um, you know, it's it's obviously it's not just here; it's been throughout the season. You know, like when he's at the the fundraiser in episode four, you know, he's hosting it and such. It's just like it's this omnipresent feel of of Terry Silver. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, like we we know that um, with the dialogue, everything's deliberate. You know, mm-hmm. they uh, he says something about, um, you know, everything that he does is for their future. When looking at Carmen, I'm assuming the baby, right, uh, for the kids' future and to savor every moment, you know, you know just kind of like the whole legacy, you know, this whole idea. So like um, a, a lot of questions here about Terry Silver's headspace, you know, mm-hmm. really where he's coming from. And the, the the whole line of savor every moment. Do you think that's because he thinks life is too short? Anything uh, that that whole theory? Um, that like, well, he thinks life is short, or his life may be short. Um, I guess it, the the theory certainly works. Um, I'm not. I don't know if that's necessarily what they were thinking when when they wrote it or something like. But it is, it's just, it's a lot of like just great ominous lines of dialogue. So um, it just depends on how much you want to read into it. So speaking of reading into it, do you think they've already decided, you know, let's just say the word fate, they're like Terry Silver's fate for season, season six, because think about like the, um, you know, his medication on, on the uh, nightstand 
mm-hmm. in season four and mm-hmm. him at the hospital in season five. Um, some of just so, some of the choice dialogue for his character in season five as well. Do you think they have, have already decided or do you think they put those things there and want to kind of gauge where maybe the fandom is leaning so they can do the whole flipping of the script as you know mm-hmm. they're known to do? Well, I don't know if they're like planning ahead to flip the script. Um, they could just have the stuff there so that they can decide later what they want to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think like uh, a lot of shows and I think the show, you know, writes things in a way like where that's there. At least they have the option. Uh, they can do that. I mean, I I suspect they've had like an end game in mind for Terry Silver basically from the beginning, from when they brought him back. Um so, you know, the, maybe the exact details, if it is some, there's some like medical twist or something, you know, are are peppered in there, but they could also do something else if they wanted to. Yeah, I like to imagine that the Schlossberg brothers already had an ending in mind since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you heard or recall my very first interview with them when, um, I had Brianna help me uh, write up some trivia to, to kind of put them on, on the spot. And um, I think we were asking about Margaret, you know, like what, what was the name of Terry Silver's like secretary and Hayden got it right. Didn't he? He, he ended up getting it right, but yeah. there was, um, I don't remember. It might've been John who was all like, Oh, your brother would, would know this. And that was the first time that I, I uh, well, first found out Hayden had a brother and there, he was also in to cry kid as well. And so, so yeah. They, Who's a supporter, a, by the way, his his brother is a supporter of you know the show and the the fandom. Um he, he's he even supported my channels too. So yeah, yep. Um, he follows me on Twitter and yeah. uh and Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see here to congratulate you. What 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 am I what do I mean by here? What what uh what what next do you have uh, for notes? Um well the next scene um i was reading something we already discussed that's that's what that's what happened so okay filling uh, the, the dealerships next right yes all right so johnny is filling in the LaRusso trio uh at the dealership and louis suggests uh silver or maybe not suggest he thinks that maybe silver had them surveilled and uh suggests that maybe they should surveil him back now <laughs> do you think terry silver actually wears shitty cologne or maybe it's just not something that uh, Johnny likes. Uh, no, I don't think Terry Silver wears shitty cologne. But then, but then, would Johnny be able to distinguish? <laughs> what, what is shitty? What is not? You know, like 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 fine wine. How do you know what's a uh, you know good wine or or not? Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Daniel says to breathe easy. Um, Chosen has cleared the perimeter. By himself, because of course, <laughs> um, Amanda thinks that they should take the night off, uh, and she has a bottle of tequila. Uh, she thinks that Carmen could help her finish, but Johnny kind of lets it slip here. Um, you know, he says that you know, like Carmen shouldn't be drinking in in her state of mind. Chosen mm-hmm. drops a little foreshadowing of a uh, good to have clear mind in case of attack. Exactly. So, it's like, yeah. yeah, these things were like sticking out like a sore thumb to me with mm-hmm. my little. You know, like going into season five theory of like Chosen's gonna die. So I was like looking for all of it, and and here they are yeah, slapping me yeah, with all are, these little things. There are a lot of um um setups for that, which yeah, we'll which we'll get to later too. Especially yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis insists uh, he take care uh, of this to make up for blowing up the car. So I, I like I like them wrapping that part up, and I like this line too. Um, just to kind of 
uh, it, it puts Louie at the club later, right? The, the, right. the whole setup of, of, of the ending that I already kind of went through at the top of the show here. Um, I, I, I like that because there, there's, there's got to be some thought into that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we have a club scene. Well, they're going to get kidnapped. Like, how do, how do we get there? Well, maybe he's, maybe he's one of Louie's friends. Cause, cause I, I just, ugh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But holy shit. I just, I, I love the, like the last few minutes of this, this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, they try to invite Anoush, and he's like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, but congrats, uh, congrats, Johnny, on procreating. Mm-hmm. And we get a brief shot, like one second, uh, of, of Chosen just looking a little uneasy, and I don't like the vibes. <laughs> looking, hmm. you, do you know what I'm talking about? They, oh they, yeah, they just yeah. cut to him real briefly, and he's just, um, he just has this look, kind of like, ah, I don't like the sound of this, or that's just my read on his reaction. You know, like because he seemed to keep his mind clear, and they're talking about going out to drink tonight. You know, party, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and you know, yeah. And they just cut him, uh, cut to him briefly. They could have done without that, but like just that one second, I saw that. I go, oh my god, they're they're setting something up. He's gonna mm-hmm. die. <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut to Miyagi Do, uh, where Dimitri uh, recaps the tea spilt by Tori, uh, calling Terry Silver Sensei Targaryen. Um, he's uh, down with GOT. We learned that in season. Two, I season two, and uh, he's he tells the other kids to never let him miss this uh, ho- uh, house party again. House but he was, party, he was yeah. working, he was working, right? Yeah, apparently late at night, I guess. Um, oh, gotta make that money, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he worked so much, he just passed out. Is there anything else that you got from this this moment? It's kind of um, short, I feel they they kind of decide against, like, you know confronting Terry Silver because of like what happens to Daniel. I think, um, you know, Sam kind of brings that up obviously. And, but, but Bert, you know, kind of steps up and thinks that he can probably get through the scenery because they're still friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I look, I realized I had a note from the, the previous scene that mm. something in the, in the background. Um, I said, apparently they, they admitted Tom Cole is right because they have an espresso machine in that room. <laughs> Which is, oh, if you recall from season three, Nespresso is what Tom Cole came in and said they should get the Nespresso. People line up. Remember that? I, okay, so I kind of forgot how the line went. I was going to say something like, oh, maybe Anoush stole it, you know, on his way out. <laughs> because that also happened in season three, you know, Anoush going yeah. back to me, uh, the Russo Auto. So nah. <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, they had, well, they had the Keurig. Um, and mm. Tom Cole's like, no, get the Nespresso. And now they have an espresso in there. So uh, there you go. <laughs> I wonder who does the ordering. You know, I wonder who's, uh, whose influence was that? Well, you Maybe know what? It was Louis? probably Louis's job when he started. And then Robbie did it. So it's basically whoever's doing what Robbie used to do now, probably. Hmm. Keeping everything stocked and such. Right, 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 right. No stevia. No, yeah. no, no Keurig mm-hmm. now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see here. We go back to the Cobra Kai dojo. Uh, they're in the middle of exercises and Sensei Kim has Tori. What does she do? Oh, she, she tells Tori to go, uh, to do double time. So double just time. twice as fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Terry Silver asks, uh, Sensei Kim, what reason did Tori give for leaving the Sakai Takai? And she just says lies. So I guess Tori gave her a bunch of explanation, um, gave her a bunch of reasons that she didn't believe, obviously. Um, you know, I, it it occurred to me, like though, apparently Tori going to Sam the night before hasn't come back to them yet. Like 
especially since they had mm-hmm. that big blow up in the fight. Right. Um, like, because one of the things like that, just like I always kind of just question, I was like, I don't really get it. Like, she's back here in the dojo, like after the decision of the previous night to go and tell Sam. So it's like, did she give up on that? Is she, is she still wanting to take down Terry Silver? Or like, what's what's her total mood right here? Right, because the other thing is like, she kind of, and I don't want to say gave up on Crease, but she's kind of done with that, right? Like Crease told her to go take care of herself and all of that. So she mm-hmm. feels, for lack of a better word, betrayed by him in that aspect. Because, you know, she had already gone through so much just to help him out for him to kind of turn his back on her, so to speak. At least, at least left alone by him, yeah. Right. And yeah. then Sam mm-hmm. goes to see, or she goes to see Sam at the party. Nothing gets back to Cobra Kai and then she's going back to class. Why? Right. Is that, is that mm-hmm. kind of what you're. Yeah. Yeah. Questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. Um, maybe still continue playing it out, you know, just because, because if like, she, if she just stopped, they're going to go find her at her apartment and, you know, maybe she didn't want to bring the trouble home. So she, well, I mean, doesn't yeah, that's true. That's you know, her true. Mom's I mean, sick. I, I yeah, I was wondering in the in the back of my head as I'm like thinking it if like in a way she's still trying to go through with Crease's plan to take down Terry Silver. She's just going to do it herself in a different way. Um, because like yeah. earlier she was dropping the the newspaper and the thing and trying to let it out that Terry Silver was a liar. Um, but that didn't work, so now she's going like in a more direct route. So. It, it could also be like, you know, she's just kind of continuing to go along with the routine until she figures something else out, you know? Yeah, and, and that's you know, definitely could be. Yeah, I, I think I think it's that. And also with the whole like, you know, just if I don't stay home, they're not going to come to my house and cause any trouble there. Mm-hmm. At least at the dojo, in, in her mind, Devin's probably her only ally at this point. Probably, or at least... At least only noted Ali. I, I, I yeah. assume most of the Cobras still look up to her, so we'll see. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, 100. Um, we're now outside uh, of a club, and a stretch Hummer rolls up with most of the grown-ups. Uh, it says Reggie's ride or die on the side here. We meet Reg briefly because... Did you have, remember- did you have anything on Robbie's speech, though, too? Um, oh, you know what? That's why I have I have a little hyphen that... that- <laughs> was supposed to let me know I needed to go back and write something. I think that's where I stopped for a oh, note yeah. and just completely. Yeah. So um, can you please set that up since I don't have, I, I know Robbie comes in and tries to poach all of the students. Um, yeah. So Robbie, he comes in, Um, you know, there. well, Kim and uh, Silver are talking about the Sakai to guy. Mr. So Mr. Gene, pay, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then, and then Robbie kind of struts on in. Um, and he's like, I want to apologize for what happened. I should have taken you with me. Right. So that's that poaching, as he said. Um, yeah. you know, he says it's you're being manipulated, you're the enemy is silver, I think. Um, and then silver kind of just almost like box him. He tells him, get it stance, throw a sidekick or something, and the and the class listens to silver instantly. Um like that too you know he, yeah. he's mm-hmm. what, what does he say it's something like um you know there's something about um 
you know, listening versus following or doing. Mm-hmm. See, this, this is where it sucks because I didn't write it down. And he demonstrates by calls out a command, and then, uh, and then they they followed, and then he's like, okay, well, they heard you, but they listened to me, or, so, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, yeah, basically. This, and also, I, I don't know what it is, but um, Tanner Tanner's my height. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um according to like Jacob and Sholo, you know, Tanner always tries to like uh say that he's a lot taller than he actually is, but uh, I like eye to eye or um, looking face to face at uh Robbie looking at Terry Silver in that dojo, he doesn't look that much sm- shorter. You know what I mean? Like you, you would think that Terry Silver would, would tower him even more or 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 does he and he just doesn't look like it to i me. think he does I, yeah I, maybe it just okay. depends on the shot and the angle okay. they have the camera um and then uh but also robbie as he turns to leave he turns and like looks towards tori and that's what right. sensei kim notices he looks towards tori right that will come up again later yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um and now we're outside the club yeah Okay. All right. So we briefly meet Reggie because again, you're going to want to remember that face for later. Um, <laughs> and again, just, you know, dialogue here that, that, that kind of sets something up here. Louis tells him, get comfortable because it's going to be a long night, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just, just a line to kind of set everything up for today. Um, they go through security and chosen guest stop for his size, tucked away nicely inside his blazer. Uh, no weapons allowed. Yet the, the gentleman lets the walking gasoline <laughs> inside the club. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 still has his fists, and that's all the only uh, weapons he needs. <laughs> his body is a lethal weapon, or or something, you know. Yeah. Um, this is where Johnny discovers White Claw because it's still 2019, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. So yeah, he discovers White Claw. Uh, hilarious. Um, let's see, chosen. Uh, at this point, he doesn't want to drink. He wants to keep his mind sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, but ends up giving in. Uh, and gets a Long Island iced tea. Now, are you, is that something you you drink? Um, are you are you a drinker I, at all? Um, I haven't drank a Long Island in a long time, but a lot of times, back back when I would occasionally go out or something, I did order Long Islands. Mostly, I don't know because I figured it was if an easier drink to just get a lot of alcohol in. So sure. you'll have to get a short island next time. Yeah, so, like yeah. Well, I didn't have any major karate battles at the end. Oh, um, I guess my this is why I've lived an unfulfilled life. I just. <laughs> I do wonder why they went with uh, the Long Island iced tea. You know, um, like, is there anything other uh, other other than like, that's where, you know, like Ralph is from. Um, you know, they, they talk or uh, Dan, Dan, a dude, when I interviewed him and recently. Oh, th- this is also worth mentioning. Uh, Ralph Macchio was a guest on Dan, a dude's podcast, Green Eggs and Dan. That was mm-hmm. a fantastic episode. That's mm-hmm. why I love podcasting, because it's more intimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the conversation they had, I don't think Ralph would have um, in in. He seemed really comfortable. Like, I couldn't see him speak the same way on camera if that makes sense mm. right so mm-hmm. like it was released in audio form so i feel like he was more laid back you know he threw you know a few swear words in there i'm like oh geez ralph i'm covering my mouth here oh my god he said a bad word <laughs> you know mm-hmm. one of those things i was just yeah. like wow but um yeah they and they they uh a couple things that that came up in that conversation you can also hear in my conversation with dana dude just uh talking about going 
um, out to uh, out to eat together, where where Dan gets machioed. So it's a term that they kind of came up with with what happened there. So I'll, I'll leave it at that as a tease, so you guys can go check out that episode mm-hmm. on Dan's uh, green eggs and ham. So wait, green green eggs and Dan. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but but uh, also in in my uh, interview with Dan, a dude, he he says uh, he might have mentioned this in in his podcast, but with Ralph as well. But he says that uh, when Ralph walks into a restaurant, he's like the Long Island Jesus or something like that. So. A little reference to Long Island again. Um, what else do we got here? Louis getting shots. I like this uh, where, where he says that it's really strong. It's almost like getting a kick to the face, and he kind of looks at Johnny at this po- at this moment too. Pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, Stingray. He is playing uh, with some friends? Question mark. Uh, dojos and dragons. Now this is not a game I play. I know some of the cast members do. Um, do you dabble? Do you are you familiar with this game? Uh Dungeons and Dojos or <laughs> Dungeons I'm sorry, Dungeons and Dragons. Is it Dungeons, Dungeons and Dojos? And okay. <laughs> I call it Dojos well, and Dragons. My bad. Well, the Stingray's version is Dungeons right. and Dojos, right? Okay. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so like what I'm asking cuz I don't know uh from what you're hearing in this this conversation with uh, the people he's playing with, is he good? Like cuz they kind of like call him out on something they they say he's like the worst dungeon master or or something or uh yeah i don't think he's he's that good um okay he seems does to he be think more he knows how to play but doesn't really is that kind of what you're picking up um I'm not getting a good read on on what they're thinking of stingray that's that's where i'm trying to trying to figure out here i feel like i feel like like he he knows and he used to do it but now like he's he's more off on his own things like metallicus like it's such like like if i played with someone who was doing like that i would find it annoying too um although i also think like the the other people are probably just being paid to be there or something like you know right, rent yeah. a friend Arrived or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're craigslist friends or something mm-hmm. um i do like the little music cue you know it's a little like fantastical like mm-hmm. you know like the the yeah. johnny's uh, uh, what is it? Is it Quiver? Like like a like a fantasy version of Quiver? I feel, or I might have the wrong title. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so that's fun. And at this point, Miyagi Fang they show up as his uh, Stingray's friends are leaving. And now, forgive me because I don't really quite get this reference. But um, Stingray tells the Bert that he ad- Admiral Akbar him. Now, isn't that the guy that says, you know, it's a trap? It's a trap, yeah. Right. So um, so what did Akbar do that Bird is doing right now? He brought, um, brought the enemies over or something? Or? Well, that, Akbar didn't spring the trap. Akbar is like the one who said it was a trap. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's not technically, they didn't technically Admiral Akbar him. Um, mm-hmm. but But they did kind of trap him like... Bert was there, and then the rest came in, right? Sam and and Miguel. So he felt like he got trapped. Yeah, he didn't put up much of a fight either. You know, he just kind of lets them uh, all walk in, but he is outnumbered. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. now I I don't remember, but when we had Mark on here and we kind of discussed, you know, the um, you know, the 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 scene where you know Terry Silver's you know beating on Daniel and all that. What where where do you do you remember where we came? Um, came on where how do i word this did we decide if we think that his house is bugged 
Um, I don't know if we decided on that. Yeah, I guess we we talked about it, but um, I feel like we could have been split too. I don't know if we actually came to an agreement, which you know, one way or the other. But then, even if it's bugged, it's not necessarily being monitored all the time. So that's true. Um, that's true because, like, you know, like because it, it's coming up here. You know about the, yeah. but the whole uh, the, you know the D and D campaign that he's working on is like, dude, you're you're outing yourself. You're just changing yeah. some words. How's that any different? You know, you mm-hmm. might as well just tell them. Because yeah, if it's yeah. being recorded, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But but to what you're saying, you're right. It's not being monitored at, at this moment. So maybe when he makes that decision, he kind of sees an out. You know, like hey, if if I tell them now, this can this might go a certain way. Well, but then they kind of they kind of leave with like a like a thanks for thanks but no thanks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Um, so we are back at the club. Uh, we hear the end of Daniel retelling the crew how he uncovered chosen sinister plot to give money back to Tommy Village. I added that last part in because, <laughs> um, so because they bring it up, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Even Carmen's like, "Oh, that doesn't sound like it was a really good plan." And Chosen's like, "Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I don't know what I was thinking." Now, um, I'm sure I told this before. Do you remember me sharing when I went to go visit UG back in August, and we kind of talked about this this very uh, scam? Um, I don't remember what you said. No. Okay. So, uh, obviously August was before season five came out. Right. So we had no idea the scene existed. Right. So I'm sitting there with UG and my buddy and we start talking about Cardi get two again. And we're like, did, did that scam, did that ever make sense to you? And he kind of just took a couple beats and was like, no. <laughs> and we, you know, we, we all had a good laugh and then we started, you know, talking about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it just it, it just makes no sense. And I said, well, this is my theory. I think Chosen was giving money back to the villagers and Sato didn't know about it. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If Ken Cole could sit there and say all these th- nice things about Terry Silver and how we're kind of misunderstanding the man, same thing with Chosen. He was giving money <laughs> back to the villagers. Yes. So so I'm glad that they kind of brought um, brought that up here. So um there's, there's, you know, it's no coincidence that uh, Michael Jonathan Smith also wrote uh, the Right Path episode three hundred four, mm-hmm. that also included, um, you know, uh, Kumiko and stuff like that. So he he watched a lot of uh, Karate Kid two in preparation for that episode or those episodes, I, I, if I recall. Um, let's see, Daniel uh, gets another round. That's another callback to that episode, and I love how oh, um, yeah. Amanda. I'm sorry. Oh no no yeah yeah oh. but he's like I will get it yeah I I'll get um and uh, Amanda says something like the dance floor is calling her name and I love this like little dance she does it's, it's almost like she's flapping her elbows you know kind of <laughs> like I, I I don't know what word to describe it but I saw that I was like oh that's saucy you know like I don't I don't know I don't know what saucy means um but I just I just I just love that Amanda is like you know she is there and she's gonna have a good ass time mm-hmm. so I'm really happy for everybody here. Uh, but Johnny decides to stay and talk to Chosen here, who's just mm-hmm. sitting by his lonesome, lonesome, drinking that Long Island iced tea where his mind's not going to be clear, just looking out into the crowd. I do not like this for Chosen, except for that Johnny's sitting with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that? That, uh, just, that Chosen's kind of what off in his own mind. Um, a a little bit yeah you know but that's why johnny stays to talk to him a little bit but like mm -hmm. again like i'm looking for certain things i'm like oh man chosen's all by himself and he's drinking this is not good oh yeah 
Yeah, especially if you're worried bad stuff will happen. But uh, I like the scene between Johnny and Chosen, though. Um, well, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chosen even says, like, they're the same. And I was about to write, like, oh, they're they're same, but same. Except for, like, he continues on. And we go, well, not, not so much. Just that, um, you know, he says that, uh, you know, basically, I'm kind of forgetting what he says exactly. But he was kind of, but, but Johnny talks about how, like, you know, like that, that kick was all he ever thought about. And, but mm-hmm. there's other things to, to kind of focus on. Now he's got Carmen, he's got the baby on the way. Now, this is something that I completely, um, missed, uh, missed. Okay. Now, when we recapped, um, Ralph Macchio's book tour in Seattle and that whole, you know, panel with special guest Yuji Okamoto, um, we discussed how one of the questions, kind of led to Ralph talking about uh, his his marriage, um, you know, with his wife for, you know, 35 years and, and whatnot. And Yuji had, had, you know, kind of talked a little bit about his, but when he was ta- um, in, in reference to like Ralph's uh, longevity with his wife or however you want to word it, you know, he's, he says something like, oh, how you do that? Or, or, you know, it was like something like that. And now, like, kind of rewatching this episode, I go, oh, he was generally chosen in this very moment, you know, when he's <laughs> talking about, like, oh, you have a beautiful wife, you know, like, oh, how you do that? You know, so so that, that's what he was doing was was this very moment. And so I thought he was just snapping into Chosen and just saying those words to Ralph, right? But he was actually just quoting Chosen from this episode. So <laughs> just something I picked up there. And if I didn't say it before, that panel, the last time I checked, it was on YouTube the the entire hour. So if you guys want to um, um, see UG and, and Ralph on stage together. Uh, anything you have to add to this particular moment? Um, Before we go back to the dojo, uh, Cobra Kai dojo. So I get, no, this moment, I, I mean, I think we covered this, uh, the yeah. little moment of bonding between Johnny and Chosen. It's pretty brief. It's pretty, like, you know, yeah. They, yeah, they, they kind of cut it, you know, to, um, yeah, they cut they, it. They bond over past mistakes. Yeah. Um, right, right. Uh, we're back at the Cobra Kai dojo. Class wraps up, and Silver instructs Tori to stay after the class. Uh, they bring out a solid stone punching apparatus. You know the the punching. Wh- wh- how? What do you call it? What do you What do you call punching this dummy? Um, punching dummy. Yeah, from Karate Kid Three, but this one's mm-hmm. made of stone mm-hmm. instead of just uh, uh, wooden boards. So, um, yeah, I didn't know how what else to call it. But to um, Sensei Kim says to break it, you must use all your power. And she hits it a few times, even says that, you know, this would break her hand. And this is where Sensei Kim says, you know, that, that you know, you're, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but she says something like, you know, you're in love, you know, that boy, he's he's holding you back. And and she says that, you know, she broke up with him. And um, okay, what, what is because it? Because of she, this dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, she broke up with Robbie for the dojo because of the dojo. Mm-hmm. Calls her the bitch, uh, a bitch, and and then she breaks it. So she channeled all that anger, right? So this mm-hmm. is stuff that we've kind of learned from previous seasons in season four, where she tells Robbie, you know, when when they're um, kind of like punching the punching bag in mm-hmm. one of the earlier episodes, maybe four hundred two. Um, but Terry Silver here, he says. That you know, it must have been a hard choice for her, um, but it was the right one. I think is what he says, mm-hmm. and yeah. says something like, you know, he hopes that she continues to keep making them. Now, um, we obviously saw this from Karate Kid Three. Did you have any kind of like uh, insight to like the, any parallels between Tori and and Daniel um, from these moments? 
Um, you know, it it obviously is very similar to to the the Karate Kid the remake or Knuckles Bleed, but but mm. since the origin is completely different, um, like I don't have a strong association with that. To me, like the the connection to Karate Kid three is in episode five when Daniel's fighting Silver, right, and and he hits the wall and his knuckles bleed. Like to me, that's the connection. Um, so like I don't associate this this moment with Karate Kid three as much, even though obviously they're very similar. Uh, it's more of a callback, um, yeah, than it is like a parallel to like right. the story or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We cut back to uh, the Miyagi Fang interrogating Stingray, which, by the way, oh. I didn't mention. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, uh, but go. But about the dummy thing, like, like yeah. the the part of me that like did taekwondo a long time ago like i look at this and i think to myself well she didn't tell her she had to punch it like you she could have done like a sidekick to the middle uh mm. it would probably might have been easier to break or even like a uh an elbow strike to the arm I, I like there's just like some things to me that like they they kind of like just for well, whatever, like speed, just could skip over stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, why doesn't she kick it? That would be so much better than punching it with your hand. It's true. And Daniel it kicked strong. it too. Yeah. In, yeah. In the, in you the can get film. a strong kick. Um, you know, and if, if you can, if you can break it in one shot, you probably won't hurt your hand. You know, you hurt right. yourself by not breaking it. So, um, a couple of the things I, I, I uh, just remembered that um, this was one of the er- earlier shots that we saw as well before uh, the season came out. You know, a picture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, from from behind the the, um, the you know the put the, the 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 stone man or whatever. And I remember kind of questioning, like, oh, is there a picture on it? Is it Sam's picture? You know, so um, right. I put it, that in my video. Yeah, that was there because yeah. um, they didn't even announce since they came yet. Um, Right, right, right. Like, who is this person with the really long hair? Is that Mm -hmm. that another sensei? Is that another student? Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, at one point, Tori does try to walk away from this because she didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other senseis from the fist, you know, they kind of prevent her from from actually leaving. So Mm -hmm. this is a teaching technique of sorts for the way of the fist, right? Because Sensei Kim is familiar with what this is. Terry Silver Mm -hmm. has done it, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, really interesting. So, I, I am actually, you know what? I am looking forward to whatever um, training montage we're going to get with like Sensei Kim and company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to kind of see, like, oh, you know, they do that too, or, you know, that, that kind of thing. Just kind of compare mm-hmm. the history of Cobra Kai from the films versus, you know, the new Cobra Kai with Sensei Kim kind of thing. Right. Um, interrogating Stingray. Uh, he comes up with the new DD campaign. Hawk, you know, lets him kind of tell his story and he comes clean um he actually says he's willing to give it all back but the dwarven monk uh which is uh who he is almost died so that's kind of what what is holding him back mm-hmm. but he does say that he looks up to them you know kind of uh, names some of them and he just he wants to be like a proud and noble warrior which um he doesn't think he can be so I yeah, I like this feel speech. Like it. Mm-hmm. So and, and some people don't. Well, where where do you land on this uh, speech? Um, I think it's sincere. You know, I, like yeah, like it's sincere. I don't know. I, it's I don't like the whole D and D context of it. Like, is just like maybe not my favorite. I don't know, and I can't yeah. quite tell you why. Um, but ultimately, that what's underneath it, like. 
you know, where he talks about he's he's afraid of, you know, the silver haired king or something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so like he's afraid, like that's all good on it. Um, sometimes, sometimes like the, the D and D context of it, I feel like, um, probably isn't my favorite, but I, it makes sense for what it is for the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and also just a little shout out to, to like, you know, at, at the very least Jacob and, and Sholo and a, a lot of the, a lot of them play the D and D and, and, you know, I've, mm-hmm. um, Rose Bianco mentioned, I think, in my first interview with her that Sholo even teaches, you know, like uh, how to play D and D and stuff like that. So, yeah, just a little, a little something probably inside baseball for for all of them, uh, mm-hmm. for some of them anyway. Um, we let's see here, Sam and Miguel, the, they're in the hallway just right after this here. Um, she, Sam, blames Tori for everything, and Miguel tries to explain. Uh, you know about Cobra Kai. You you've never been a part of it, so you don't really know what it's like. And he brings up that at least Tori admitted, you know, to uh, you know she 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 told the truth. And it's up to Sam, really. Um, you know, uh, it's up to her what she decides to do with with, with the information Tori gives. Um, anything? What else did you take from this? Uh, between you know th- this whole thing between Sam and Miguel from all of season five. Um. Like this is like another thing, like because like she found the the um the octopus last right. episode or something. But like mm-hmm. this is what happens like when you when you're like writing these scenes, but like they obviously don't want them to like get back together or something until the end. So they just but they but they have to kind of like acknowledge that it's going on. So it's kind of like we'll bring it up and then put it aside just so we can wait to have the climactic moment at the very end. Um yeah. So yeah, that's as far as the 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 Miguel Sam part of it. Yeah, th- th- this is kind of like their version of the um Johnny and Daniel's like will they or won't they, right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Just just not just not as physical. Mm-hmm. Um uh we cut back to the club. This is where Daniel finds mm-hmm. out that uh Chosen uh actually uh loves him some Kokomo. You know, the uh the the Beach Kokomo, Boy song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fan mm-hmm. of that song. Um, Johnny says Chosen's got it bad for her, and uh, um, by the way, he talked about her. Uh, Chosen comes over and brings up the ice blocks, so we get a little nod to, again, Cardigan mm-hmm. 2, which this is kind of no- another one of those, like, oh, man, we still didn't get like an all-six reference, but he's talking about the ice blocks, right? He took down six senseis in the second episode, didn't say all-six. It's fine, it's fine. Maybe we'll get in season five, or uh, season six, all-six, right? So, all six, uh, yeah. yeah. All six. Which we'll season, season was six. the best? All six. No, all six. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chosen shares how um, Kumiko, she always knew where to find them. I, I thought just another sweet uh, story coming from Chosen here. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how when they were young, she always found him. Um, and when he was uh, shamed by the village and, and ran off, she then again uh, found him. Now, do you think like why why did Kumiko go find him that second time? Do you think uh Sato, you know, asked her to go find him? Do you think she did it on her own just because because he he mentions that you know she was so kind to him or whatever? You think just just because she's just a good person and and she thinks she actually knows chosen that that everything that went down at uh the at the end of the events of the credit get two that she feels that that wasn't really him. 
You think it's something like that? I think that's it. I think like Kumiko maybe deep down felt like there was a, a better side to him. There was that wasn't him. Um you knew also he had changed over the years. Um, you know, Sato gave him a second chance. Um, so and she sought that. And and, and and you know, looking back, I almost feel like maybe we saw a little of that uh back in season three uh, when mm-hmm. she was there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think um that was definitely there. Um yeah, I just, I thought this was uh re- really sweet and and also if they'd known each other for as long as you know we're kind of learning here, um, I'm sure Kumiko probably saw a change in his attitude or even Demeter the fact that this new this Larusso kid, you know this this new face in town, you know maybe he changed and, and she picked up on that as well. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's not the chosen I knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he just needs somebody to talk to him you know that kind of thing so i mean i would love to see a spinoff on that um <laughs> let's see uh, daniel he gives us uh, some pretty good advice here he says that uh, well she went after him and maybe now it's his turn uh, to go after her so i i, I love mm-hmm. this you know because yeah. like you know we also find out chosen was being respectful that's why you know because he he knew how daniel felt and you know daniel's mm-hmm. married now so so you know it's like well, yeah, you know, the, you know, they were young or or whatnot, but don't let my feelings for her from you know in the past prevent you from chasing what you want. You know, they're yeah. both single. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think it it worked. Like I I wrote that yeah, I think like it helps that like he has Daniel's blessing to yeah. um you know go after Kokomo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, dancing commences. Uh, mm-hmm. We see uh, Louis, who sees a noosh, and finds out that he is there with Nessa. Um, love this. I, I love how Louis just dancing. He's like dancing with two girls, you know. And then he sees a noosh, like you know, your girl is real or whatever. Yeah. And um, so after finding out that it's his sister that Anoush is dating, he punches him. Vanessa slaps him. And then Anoush comes out of nowhere and tackles him, and then they fight. Hilarious scene. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. And it it has one of my favorite lines um, <laughs> from Louis. Maybe it is my favorite line when he says to her, "You can do better than him." There's that, and then <laughs> yeah. it's something about um, uh, something about embarrassing the family. That could have been. Um, there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah. yeah that is also in there but yeah you could do better than him um yeah well you know i mean he likes girls with with you know father uh, daddy issues you know we learned that in season one so mm. ho- hopefully she doesn't apply here with, with that you know right um, she, she's the one who will settle him down you know right <laughs> and, and Anush, i mean not Anush, but louis doesn't know that yet right so mm-hmm. he's just looking out for a little sister i totally get it mm-hmm. totally get it i got two myself so mm-hmm. um Let's see. Then, so right after this is a chosen's phone call, and again, just like all of the the signs of like, oh, this this guy's gotta die. Uh, so chosen makes a phone call. Uh, he leaves a message. Um, basically, tells Kumiko that he wants to see her upon his return. Um, that he made a big mistake. Uh, the mistake was not bringing her with him to the U.S. And that uh, mm-hmm. you know he's on a very important mission. Right before he hangs up and says uh, goodbye. Now, uh, let me see. There was something he said. He says party time. Um, I wonder if that's just another 
one of those like, you know, Terry Silver and, and Cree say party time. There was an episode called party time. So Chosen mm-hmm. says party time. Um, now, the second face, that's not a reference to anything, right? Because like Carmen and Johnny are, are kissing, kind of kissing farewell because the, the women are going to take off. Yeah. I don't think now, that's a reference. Okay. And now, do you happen to know the, um, like, like the difference between regular Uber and Uber Black? Because I don't. But, you know, we um, know that J- Johnny was an Uber driver earlier. Oh, I think Uber Black, it's like the more expensive one. Um, and I think usually they have nicer cars. Um, oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. 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 So it's like if you want like a nicer car and are willing to pay more um, is the I, Uber Black. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we cut to Tori's apartment where she's icing her hand. Uh, there's a knock at the door, and it's Sam. Uh, Sam asks her about her ham, hand, which she doesn't want to explain because she doesn't think Sam actually cares. Uh, but Sam says that she's there to listen. Um, she also looks around the apartment. There's kind of trash everywhere. Sees Tori's um, sick mother laying in bed. Now, I, I, I am curious. Why do you think the house is f- full of trash? Because... I know Tori's tending to her mother. She's also at the dojo. She's also running around doing things, you know, or was for Crease and and all of that. Um, you think it's more of like, like Tori is literally the only one taking care of everyone at home and just has no time to clean up. I I guess that's what it's supposed to be. It wasn't this messy the last time uh, we saw it. Um, and then, when was like, the last time? Oh, uh, like season little, three. Little, little, okay, little brother and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah, and then um, I think it's funny. Like there's cereal boxes. Like I think one of them. Yeah, I I wrote it down. It's it's like uh, it's a from Whole Foods, and I thought like she it's like organic cereal, organic peanut butter and chocolate balls <laughs> from Whole mm-hmm. Foods, and I think like. Boy, like if you're hard up on cash, that's probably the wrong place to do your shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe know. Amanda. That's just me. Maybe Amanda helped out, right? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Um, then there's other stuff. I don't know. It's just like in the mix of something because I'm like looking through it and I see this like uh, the 365, which is like the Whole Foods bread. It's like there's like an organic cereal. Like it's just like, what is that one doing there? It just feels out of place. And and if it wasn't for what you're saying there, like I was gonna say something like, oh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe that was for Robbie, you know, because we know that he likes cereal without water or without milk. <laughs> Just add a little bit of water, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe 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 the uh, that particular brand is good with water. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, Tori shares her story about uh, feeling like a fraud, and mm-hmm. now her life is a living hell. Uh, Sam mentions Stingray won't talk, and Tori has an idea of uh, of some, uh has an idea. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Um, did you pick up on anything else uh, about her her story of her kind of coming clean? Um, I mean, like pick up on it. I not necessarily, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know it's um it is straightforward. I the. The setting as a whole, obviously, it's meant to be very impactful for Sam, and I think it has that effect. Um, she's injured; the house is a mess. You know, well, you know, maybe I'll actually, but you know, we could say she didn't clean up because her hand is hurt. Um, mm, yeah. So, 
So that's why she never she didn't clean up tonight. Well, so little, yeah, little Brandon needs to do his part and help out. Too. I know he does. Yeah. Yeah, that lazy a bum. <laughs> uh, we cut to Silver's humble abode. Uh, he's having a drink with Sensei Kim. Um, they s- discuss a little bit of uh, Tori and Devin. And um, I forget how they get there, but they're talking about like Devin, you know, kind of being young or green or whatever. And Sensei Kim says something like, Youth is the greatest power. And, uh, you know, Terry Silver kind of adds, you know, that's one thing that money can't buy. But it won't matter because Cobra Kai will live forever once they win. Um, this is also interesting because Sensei Kim questions what if, what if, if what if his enemies crush his dream, mm-hmm. um, and and he ensures her that he's not going to let that happen. Now, I I'm not getting the sense that Sensei Kim. Um, I don't think the Sakai Takai is that big of a deal to her. What, well, what you, it's a it's a think? means to an end for her, yeah. right? Okay. Um, she wants the the family teachings to spread, and that's what he's offering. And you know, when the Sekai Taikai. So, um, um, I I think like she's not, she's, she's she's hesitant or like not fully trusting of Silver. She's obviously here in it all of this all the way but like i think you know she doesn't she's she's obviously not convinced in tory um you know and and that's why even she asked him what if your enemies crush this dream you know because she's not even fully convinced on him yeah okay um and at the same point here uh, i have the tigers playing in the stretch limo all three mm-hmm. men are singing it including chosen so mm-hmm. fan of rocky maybe a fan of uh, i have the tiger um but i, I love johnny playing the air drums and mm-hmm. everyone's just having a good yeah. time louis anush coming out hugging and apologizing and reggie walks up to them and says someone's stolen the vehicle mm-hmm. and and then we find out that the doors are locked inside which is also sus because, like, how do you? I mean, that's just you know they have the the childproof lock. But anyway, the doors are locked, and they try to tell the driver that they're going the wrong way. And again, my anxiety is high at this point. At, at least my very first viewing of it, maybe mm-hmm. the first few viewings, really. And we get the end snake. Yeah, you know the whole scene is like, I it's something yeah, I've been meaning to say, like season five mostly flows like it could have been the series finale like so like it with the it cuts to like louis and anoush and they're like making up and like like you know anoush maybe be settling down as a girl like 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 we're wrapping up storylines right like that's that's some that's something like you you get a big feel like things are actually getting wrapped up here uh, yeah. from like Tori letting it all out to Sam in this moment. And then like the, the, the minor characters are getting their storylines wrapped up. And then you have this big, um, like what clinching teeth, clinching moment where like they're, they're singing <laughs> that it starts driving wildly. And you realize like, wait a second, why are Louis and Anoush not with them? And then, you know, Reggie shows up and and, it, and just before it, we had Silver, like, I'm not going to let that happen. Uh, exactly. And so mm-hmm. we're all assuming that it's him. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Um, last thoughts on this episode before we get into the feedback? Um, 
let's see. So like I was saying, yeah, it 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 feels like it's building towards a series finale. Um definitely like I just said wrapping up the storylines. Um uh really good. I I was thinking I I had missed my note back at Stingray's story time. I felt mm. like um what he he's a character to be pitied. Uh, you could say it's like the true meaning of pathetic. And I think that's also partially maybe why some people actually react negatively to that. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you don't want to watch a character um, like he let himself get beat up and now he's stuck in this mess. Um, and it, it, you just have this feeling of pathetic. And I think maybe some people just, I think a lot of people would just react negatively like that. You don't want to, you know, you don't, you don't want to watch a character like that. You want to watch your character like succeed. Um, so that's something, uh, about that scene is something I had written. Yeah. Th- this episode for me was like a, like a roller coaster and, <laughs> you know, like, uh, towards the end there, you're going on a really slow, steep incline. And then once we realized that the guys were kidnapped, you just hit that 80 foot drop. You know, you hit the drop and realize yeah. your your restraint isn't working. Um, yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. A lot. A lot of great moments from this one for sure. Mm-hmm. And let's see. We got not a lot of feedback, but we got a few here. Um, the first one comes from Dorian. Uh, he says that this is the episode that proves that the wooden stone dummy is not connected to the Quicksilver method. It's a punitive tool used to discipline students. That's that stray, in this case, Tori, or brainwash them into thinking that they're invincible, like Daniel. Uh, this was one of the most painful scenes in the whole series. Uh, the Sam and Tori beef is finally squashed, and the truth is neither, uh, and the truth is neither are to blame. The truth is neither are to blame. Uh, they're kids. End of story. I, I think I know what it means, what he means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one comes from David M. He says, love this episode, ending it with the party limo posse as we all come to know them in uh, 510 singing, I the Tiger was insane. If you would have told me back in season one that Daniel Chosen and Johnny would be getting drunk and partying, I wouldn't have believed you. You know what? And I still don't believe it, to be honest, uh, David. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's insane how far this series has gone. One thing I don't get is why didn't Tori use the video of her being coerced into punching Stone Dummy Man as evidence. Uh, she tried leaving, but the fist stood in her way. I would say that she was practically forced into nearly breaking her hand. Um, that's that's a good question. Maybe that's I think something... it may not be as convincing because um, it just looks like she's practicing. Um, yeah. Like... Um... You know, she's trying to to show the cheating, the fraud, you know, so um, just punching the stone man from tonight, you know, could just look like practice. Right. You know? And I, I guess if you think about the dialogue, the other one's a little bit more damning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, this one seems more like an exercise, a little bit brutal, well, actually very brutal. But yeah, the, the other one was, it was, well, I guess it was. Was it the same dojo? It was the same dojo, right? Yeah, the flagship. They're both the mm-hmm. flagship. Yeah. So let's let's go with that. Just just the, the the fact that the other one he's admitting, you know, to um to bribing the the, the ref and all that stuff, just ensuring the victory of uh, Cobra Kai. 
So this one doesn't really do it, but you know, you could still use this as like, hey, you know, this this isn't right. Um, you know, you're you know abusing kids and and what have you. It's a little bit different. They they're, they're really trying to get uh, silver more on on the other thing. Let's see. The next one comes from Jera. She says, I was never a fan of Tori, but I felt so bad for her in this episode. And I'm glad Sam is starting to see what life is really like for her. It was nice to see the adults finally get a chance to relax and have some fun. Love the Anush-Nessa relationship. That reveal was awesome. Uh, Chosen's phone call to Kumiko was so sweet. And the okay, bye made me laugh. Uh, Daniel, Johnny, and Chosen singing I the Tiger was one of the most epic things I have ever seen. Absolutely loved it. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yep. Uh, yeah. It is quite epic. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one and final feedback comes from Jay. Uh, he says, poor Chosen. He looked so disappointed he couldn't take his sigh into the club. Uh, to Johnny, White Claw's <laughs> the opposite of badass and tastes exactly as you described. Uh, that limo looks like a lot of fun. Once again, Miguel is the one that um, gets through to Sam in a time when she needs someone. And Sam finally finally got to see how life really is for Tori. And all I can say is it's about time. I always felt Sam started that beef in the first place and Tori just never backed down from her. Nice, they're finally working together. The whole stone dummy thing was messed up. It was messed up in Karate Kid 3 and it was even worse this time, mainly because it was stone, not wood felt more bad for her than I did for Daniel, probably because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Robbie gets a lot of balls walking into the lion's den and talking smack like he did. Even Silver was impressed. Um, and last but not least, Stingray. Cool story, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Jay, for that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Robbie, Robbie, you know, big kahunas stepping up to Silver like that. So he, he doesn't fear him. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody for uh, leaving the feedback. Again, we uh, have one more episode um, left, uh, episode 10 of season five. You know that if we can't get it, um, well, I, I, this weekend I have I have some plans. So, you know, within the next week or two, uh, I, I would say mm-hmm. for, for the final episode. And then we're going to start doing some uh, some fun coverages and we'll continue to keep everyone updated on obliterated on twisted metal and season six as news comes out um this might be short notice for people that are kind of in the area but uh the last weekend of march the 24th through the 26th some of the cast members will be in cincinnati at a horror hound uh martin cove uh, shola maraduena uh, Peyton Liss, Robin Lively, and Barrett Carnahan are all going to be there. So um, Ralph and Billy had to drop out for for reasons. So um, I think that's it. What party? Do you have anything to pimp out that you're working on, or uh, anything you want to pimp out that you've recently released? I I am. Yeah, I'm working on another uh, theory video for season six. Um, I'm going to cover sort of, I think towards the end of the season, how I think like major plot line. Um, so hopefully that'll be out soon um depends i got a trip coming up so we'll see uh how it all fits in with all that but yeah i got something coming soon at some point all right and uh watch party one at uh twitter and instagram that still is yeah yeah and watch party on youtube (laughs) all right and uh do do follow us on on twitter because um at least you know when when i catch you doing a live i I try to put that out there uh, so that way Mm -hmm. people can tune in and 
you know, you'll never know who, who stops by and who might be able to answer something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, great interactions, um, some trolling, and you handling it much better than me. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, again, if Twitter is your thing, you haven't yet followed me, you can find me at Cobra Kai Pod. Uh, at Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with a K on Instagram. Uh, check out the website if you wanted to uh, kind of read up on Sarah's uh, thoughts of the first four episodes of uh, School Spirits. And, you know, I'll, I'll be looking to possibly add uh, more contributors to the website to, um, you know, write, um, you know, about Cobra Kai things, uh, things maybe mentioned in interviews, kind of like, you know, Ralph mentioning uh, filming season five, you know, I would love to have people kind of uh, write little things like that. So, so that way, these little nuggets can also be found in written form. So, um, yeah, just uh, save it as a bookmark. Uh, and I'll make an announcement when companionnetwork.com uh, starts having things added to that. It's live right now, but there's nothing on that website. So I want to thank everyone for your guys' continued support. And until the next episode, tastes like watermelon. Take a piss. <laughs>